What's going on, everybody? This is the new version of Beats and Bites. Lauren Delisa Coleman here. Yes, it's been several weeks um, of, I guess, a break, but back into it. So let me, I guess, kind of tell you what happened. So the wonderful Sydney has just gone on to do more things. She is just in demand for writing and so much more, but we're still in contact. But she just doesn't have the time to do the podcast anymore. And actually, neither do I, really. But it's just an area that I'm just so passionate about that I just decided to kind of jump back into it after, you know, a few things had happened. And I just always want to make sure that I am here for you guys to be able to kind of break down this new world for you. And I think coming back into it now with like the actors strike, um, you know, only into its first probably what week um, and just so much going on, like we have to bring this podcast back. So I am excited to be here. Of course, it's still called Beats and Bites. Here's how it's going to go. The first season, and in air quotes, if you could see me doing it, (laughs) is going to be like 10 episodes, I think. Um, Approximately 30 minutes each. Some will be just me giving you like the breakdown on things that you should be up on that have happened during the week and my analysis of it. Um, Sometimes I'll have guests. We're just going to kind of mix it up. This first um, episode, though, will be just me kind of breaking down for you um, a couple of things that I really want you to know about in terms of the intersection of emerging technology and entertainment, specifically, um, you know, well, specifically hip hop, I guess, within the world of entertainment, but touching on a few other parts as well, right? And I think anybody in the music game um, will find this of interest um, no matter what. Um, Here is how it's going to kind of work as well. I have a weekly newsletter that many people know that I do on LinkedIn. So if you go to my LinkedIn page right now, Lauren Delisa Coleman backslash in, sorry, linkedin.com backslash in backslash Lauren Delisa Coleman. You'll see on there as you kind of just go to about, I guess, maybe midway in my page or down my page, um, my weekly cultural intelligence brief that you can subscribe to. This podcast will kind of speak to that in that I will potentially break down things even further that are already in that newsletter or really what's going to be cool um, and why you want to listen is um, I will be like kind of bringing things in and of course doing interviews with people that will not be in that newsletter. Typically that newsletter goes live just for people who don't know um, every Tuesday morning Um, and this podcast I'm praying with the right amount of time and you know organization will more than likely go live on like a thursday or friday so whatever hot things that have gone on between tuesday morning and this podcast you guys will be up on that and then you know it'll be like the next couple of things that i will add as well into the newsletter so you're always going to have new information that is not on um, that is exclusive to either platform not on you know both i hate repurposing so i don't do that um so you know you can stay up on things all through the week and it's just going to be a lot of fun a whole roller coaster ride so let's um get into it i want to be able to talk first about Gosh, where do I start? Let's start with something fun, which is Snoop. Of course, anytime you're talking about Snoop Dogg, it's always something fun, right? And so he has yet another product that's coming out 
onto the market. He has so many different things going on. Um, as many know, I was fortunate enough during um, my first company that I ran for many years, Punch Media Group, um, digital branding agency, and we also started doing some production. We worked in tandem with one of Snoop's earlier managers, um, Michael, to be able to produce, co-produce what was his first ever online concert. And it was really great. We had like the trucks out and everything um, to be able to record this. It was shot at a venue in LA. This is back in the day, you know, tech, uh, tech wise, but not that far back in the day, I guess, real time. And it was just so wonderful. We used like Microsoft Silverlight technology, which was buggy as hell. Sorry, Microsoft, <laughs> but just keeping it real. And um, who isn't a fan of Snoop? Like I said, I've just been fortunate enough to, you know, collaborate with him on, you know, on that level, but just, of course, on many other levels, um, you know, always just watching him. Oh, yeah, and I almost forgot this, that my um, company as well was hired by the production company that put together um, an animated DVD that he did called The Blue Carpet Treatment. Now, only real Snoop fans will know, um, you know, about this. It was really great. We did a lot of groundbreaking digital branding around this, creating, you know, different URLs that were tied to different scenarios so that we could know who was looking at, at what and being able to target people. I mean, this was like the early, like, caveman days of, like, digital branding. Um, so Snoop has always like kind of come across my career at some you know points, and I hope to be able to do even more in the future. He is a first mover, which is why I you know just really love to watch him be able to do different things. If it's emerging technology and it's coming down the pike, um, you know Snoop is going to at least try it, right? So whoever is advising him, I think that's great. Everybody already knows that I I definitely wholeheartedly believe that. Um, all recording artists should have somebody in their camp who is their innovation, like kind of strategist, consultant, what have you, um, to be able to just take advantage of all of these different emerging tech platforms that are happening. It's just so key and critical, you guys, because like if you could imagine right now, it's almost like musical chairs, right? Where, you know, the music is going and everybody's like, you know, circling around these chairs testing things out, doing different pilots, looking at partnerships, testing different things. And then at a certain point in the very near future, the music's going to stop. And then everybody will have his or her own partners. Um, a lot will be carved out. There will be different parameters, different government policy around so many different things. And that will be like kind of set in stone for the next probably several decades. If you look back at the advent of television or the advent of um, you know, movie studios and things like that. You know, there is a certain amount of time where it's like kind of a free-for-all and chaos and disruption, and then it gets really set. And those who are trying to penetrate it later on, it's really hard. Like, imagine starting your own, like, you know, television network now, like the ABC, NBC, and CBS is a, of the day, right? So you have to take advantage, and we are so fortunate now, even though it's, you know, so topsy-turvy and crazy, but we are really so blessed to be at this moment right now where we have the advent of AI, Web3, um, you know, so much more that is really intersecting with media to be able to create a whole new world, what I call future media. And so we need to be able to, you know, just think about how we're going to be able to do this and be able to just um, really try certain things out, right, that seem 
and feel organic and authentic, not to do it just to do it, but really to kind of gravitate toward something and start to test it out. So Snoop is one who has, um, you know, seemingly a good team or a couple of, you know, good people always in tow to be able to try some certain things out. I think it could be a bit more fine-tuned. But anyway, the latest is, drumroll please, intersection of NFT and ice cream. I know, yes, I just said it, and really only Snoop could do this. All right, so he is launching his quote-unquote first frozen dessert line. It's called Dr. Bombay Ice Cream. It's going to be in most Walmart stores. It just launched a couple of days ago. If you're listening to this this podcast, um, I'm taping this or recording this um, the last Friday in July. So this just would have hit the stores four days ago. I haven't really had a chance to get like ear to the street and what people think um, about like, you know, the taste, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm interested in is the tech kind of side bar of this whole thing. Dr. Bombay is actually a quote-unquote sidekick and a persona that started as an NFT from Snoop's Board Ape um, Yacht Club connection collection. Sorry. So this monkey is kind of like the sidekick who is launching this ice cream, but also with Snoop, and it's just like this interesting way of kind of bringing nfts and of course like web3 nod into the real world and that's what everybody is looking to do next right is to be able to have the real world speak to nft the nft kind of side of things in web3 and and vice versa i'm not certain quite yet though how besides just using this figure of dr bombay how they're actually going to broaden this and this is where things could get really interesting as to them potentially creating a more of a, a community a web3 community around the ice cream maybe there are certain types of um quote unquote kind of loyalty types of um scenarios we could see around this which we've seen other brands um kind of start to jump into besides just having the sidekick right so i'm going to kind of be tracking this for you guys and seeing you know how they actually broaden this because it has a lot of potential but sometimes these things don't actually really get, I guess, kind of expanded in the full way that it could be. And I'm really hoping that this is not one of those. But one of those that is that is what I'm going to talk about next, which is MasterCard. So MasterCard, um, and I just like kind of clicked on this, um, you know, the kind of showcase that they had. People may know um, who follow my newsletter, they've seen me uh, talk a little bit about this accelerator that MasterCard did. They launched this NFT, which is this kind of larger Web3 experience at NFT NYC. I was there when um, the CMO of MasterCard was on stage, you know, talking about this and, you know, kind of really just gearing up to the almost real time launch of it right there. The idea behind this, for those who might not know, is that MasterCard has kind of created this world, if you will, that's focusing on just a handful of artists who are emerging talents for the most part, primarily diverse, and I'm not sure how that kind of came about, but you know, we'll dig more into that later. But anyway, the intent is to be able to give them the tools um, using AI and Web3 to be able to create more of a fan base and leveraging that through MasterCard inside of this accelerator um, to be able to kind of 
naturally expand you know their career and their fan base and all of this wonderfully like created of course the technology is seamless but the whole thing is there's not enough promotion around it the artist would have to actually do every single thing around promotion him or herself mastercard does not seem to be kind of promoing promoting or marketing this accelerator that they have at all there seems to be no growth strategy around it this i can't figure out quite why whether they're relying on the artists to do it all themselves or what they finally you know kind of took it to the next stage on this the artists have been you know kind of gathering and using these tools creating community around you know or leveraging through web3 so now mastercard partnered with billboard to be able to present this kind of showcase of these artists a couple of issues around this one billboard unless you're in the industry like people on the street are not just like you know billboard yes i know they have the awards and all that but i'm really surprised given the artists um who they are like kind of accepting within this this first accelerator that they didn't partner with something which is a little bit more i don't know already top of mind for fans who are already looking for kind of hip-hop afro beats um kind of latino groove like i'm not really certain how it kind of bounced into to billboard yes billboard on on youtube and by the way this the showcase is presented on you know billboard's channel on youtube they have i'm looking at it right now 3.72 million subscribers but i had to check this out because i'm on the the mailing list for this because of course i'm tracking it and within the first hour even with this number of subscribers the accelerator showcase only had 857 views i took a snapshot of it or rather a screenshot because i wanted to you know just kind of share this with you guys as i'm looking at this today which is just what one day later they have like 22,000 views which is great for I guess like anything else if it wasn't like the power of MasterCard and Billboard like where are the numbers on this I just don't think people are aware of it and it's really a shame because a lot of these artists and against a handful I want to say that maybe there are maximum eight right um, they really have a talent that you know is kind of being cultivated but I just think that there's a missing link here that could be you know really so beautiful how is it that the artists are going to make this leap from creating this fan base and leveraging AI with the music and all that to a potential deal. Like, what is the next step of this and how is it that um, MasterCard could facilitate different introductions or something like this with various like A&R people at the labels or something that's even maybe reminiscent of like The Voice but done with like key A&R execs from... 300 entertainment etc etc that might then go ahead and do like some kind of test with them right so this is again one of those early attempts in the space which is great but not fully realized and so i'm looking to be able to really just encourage people to kind of close the circle on this um so that is my mastercard accelerator um kind of item for you guys. I want to jump over now to Coke, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is trying to do their thing with the intersection of artificial intelligence and and music. An early again, an early attempt here, so we're going to have to see what's happening, but I have to at least applaud them for being able to bring this together. 
So this summer, what's happening is Coke is actually hitting a couple of different festivals through its experiential um, agency partner, Momentum Worldwide, to be able to give festival goers a kind of taste of quote-unquote fandom. So they've created um, kind of an area, if you will, uh, at various festivals, including Lollapalooza in, in Chicago, et cetera, et cetera. And so essentially it's going to be like these larger booths that will combine various AI elements, including, of course, the ubiquitous chat, GPT, and various AI video generation. The second one I'm liking because it's not, you know, the, the standard and expected and the usual suspect. Um, to let like the various participants be able to come in, create a track and a music video and an album cover in just like moments and then be able to, I guess, take that track home, share it with friends, whatever. The whole experience is brought to you by Coke. So the whole idea is, of course, brand sentiment, you know, a kind of lift in that and to be able to, you know, facilitate, I guess, more interaction. The thing is, who is this kind of geared to? Because if it's Gen Z, Gen Z is already like doing this on their own, like in their like basement or their bedroom or whatever. So it's not like this would be their first kind of exposure to this, right? A lot of what we already saw, you know, with uh, AI and the, all the drama around Drake, that wasn't like facilitate, that was just done because people know how to use this already and especially the younger like the people are the more um, fearless they are and the more of an early adopter they are so while I think this is interesting I I just still wonder about like well what's that supposed to actually do where does it go because I kind of feel like coke and <laughs> momentum it's more of like a new journey for them than maybe the kids that will actually be using this, right? So how do we bridge, bridge the gap between that and make it something that is actually, you know, worthwhile? Just a, a quick note here. I do like how Momentum said that it was um, ensuring like kind of front of mind brand safety um, for for this uh, kind of experience. So just making sure that the, the connectivity was right and that, you know, the idea around, um, I guess, interaction between the brand and, of course, uh, the user was just like kind of at its maximum in terms of a training ground that's safe, right, and protected. So I do think that's great. I think once we, you know, can kind of move past or including like safety inside of something that's really hot and that is a, a real draw and like, you know, a kind of get for the consumer, the fan, creator, what have you, that they can't do on their own, now that's really the win. So let's see who jumps up on that next. Finally, let me see, what else did I wanna tell you about? Ah, this you will see in my in my newsletter. And again, for those who might not have uh, signed up for it just yet, this is my cultural intel brief that I do typically on LinkedIn, again, every week, typically Tuesday morning. I'm looking at the intersection of um, music and brands, media, and emerging technology. Typically, it is hip-hop because we all know over time, no matter what you're looking at, hip-hop is usually the first mover, right? So I'm looking at those who are leading edge, so it's usually around hip-hop. Everybody knows already that is my my career background, so that just comes naturally to me. I say that because in my most recent issue, I'm talking about Cameron and Mace being 
more than a little bit fed up with ESPN because something that they are doing on YouTube seemingly ESPN bit a little bit. What I will add here, which I don't think I will probably put in my next newsletter, um, is that, so funny, I was reading this in Hollywood Reporter, ESPN chief um, says that they're looking for partners that can make that sports brand, quote unquote, more compelling. They should really be looking toward Mason Cameron to help with that because they have uh, this kind of sports uh, program that they're doing, talk show that they're doing on YouTube, and literally part of it is just like (laughs) what ESPN just recently started doing after Mason Cameron, rap artist for those who may not know, um, you know, just started doing. So, you know, my thing is like, why not just partner with people? if that is you know something that you find admirable and that you want to like kind of take it to another level they could all benefit by you know kind of uh leveraging some innovation within that what is maybe something that they can do around web3 and community that can drive all the brands together i don't know i'm just really interested in how brands are kind of taking the nft the initial nft vibe and kind of reinventing it for really what is a glorified and kind of very interesting means of loyalty programs, right? So now you can be able to track as a brand, you know, who actually either owns this or is an aspiring owner who uses it or who doesn't and be able to create um, kind of bonus items for this community around your brand. I'm looking to see this really blow up. I'm looking to see hip hop kind of come in and do something really engaging where you have these kind of almost underground or invitation only communities that really engage with both the the, um, artist, for example, a brand that is partnering with the artist and really this technology that gives you the opportunity to do things in a way and talk and engage in a way that hasn't really been done before. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I know it's going to be coming. I would love to see this, you know, uh, done before the end of this year. Who is going to jump up, step up (laughs) to the plate and be able to offer us something different? I think that brands are kind of like forgetting or missing the power that music and entertainment can have um, when it is put inside of a lot of these Web3 experiences that they're trying to do, right? It's not just about like these collectibles and more just based on the strength of the brand itself. It's really about being able to expand it into full-on lifestyle and music does that like nothing else. So just putting my two, maybe more than that, three cents out there, um, I will have certainly more for you by Tuesday through um, my newsletter, LDC um, Brief. And um, I think that's going to be about it for like my first like foray back into Beats and Bites. So there you have it. I hope that everybody has a great rest of the day listening wherever you are. And thank you so much. I'm out. Bye-bye.